Hi, this is Dave Dufour with a short pre-show announcement. As you know, uh, if you're a regular follower of Theater Geeks, we haven't released any episodes for some months. Part of the reason was that last May, my wife Michelle passed away, and although we tried to continue releasing episodes, I found I didn't always have the energy for it. If you've ever lost a close family member, you probably know how it can hit you. But I've received a couple of emails from folks wondering where we went. And since I'm the technical guy at Theater Geeks, posting and releasing episodes generally falls to me. And that became more difficult over the last few months. I'm also busier with some other projects. But in the end, we don't want to abandon our listeners. I'm sure you can imagine Marsha and even John pushing me a bit to get us back on the Internet. So here we are. This episode was actually recorded in August of last year. Uh, And we have a couple of others in the can that we'll release as time goes on. But we will be getting back into the studio, or rather the Bristol Opera House, very soon to record some brand new episodes. As always, let us know what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. Here we go. Hi, I'm Dave Dufour. I'm John Schaup. I'm Marsha Fulmer, and we are Theater Geeks. Hi, welcome to Theater Geeks, the podcast about community theater and the performing arts. Um, we are here to talk today about what do you do when you have someone who maybe uh, not has, doesn't have a lot of experience as an actor, but gives a great audition and then they aren't really producing up to the level that you thought they were going to. And how do you work with that person? Sometimes these people don't want to really take your direction too, right? I mean, that happens, that happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot with, because they've gotten a lead and then they feel that, well, I'm, you know, all hot, that in a bag of stuff. chips. Yeah. Yes. And so, <laughs> so what do you do with that situation? Well, it depends. It depends on what they're doing. I mean, have you ever experienced that? I mean, where somebody's come in like that? I mean, yeah. And, and they, they, they seem good at the time and yeah. then it's like, well, okay, but now well, why don't we change this? And then they start questioning whether, you know, you, you're, you're right or not, or, yeah, or, or they just can't produce. They're they not producing produce. at all. Right. Yeah. 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 But it depends on if you're doing a play or a musical and what, what part of it, I mean, like a lot with plays I've in the past, I've actually worked with individual actors. So I talked to the director as the artistic director, I'll talk to the director and find out what they, where they would like for that character to go possibly. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll, I'll take them aside or spe- uh, schedule a special rehearsal with them. Um, or even I'll do that as a director and we schedule out time outside rehearsal. Right. And they'll come in and we'll work the monologues. Uh, we'll talk about character and where it needs to be going and try yeah. to try to work on it that way to help them learn more about the character. Sometimes it may just be that because they're so new, they don't necessarily have the tools that they need. Do you know what I mean? Right. To create what you need. So so sometimes it's just a matter of teaching the tool or the tools. Yeah. But you, 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 yeah, I've ended up with actors that, that are, it's yes, it's part of it's the tools. And part of it is that, they they may also be getting feedback from other quarters too, or they feel like, you know, someone else or a teacher that they had previous has taught them to do something a certain way. And now they're going to not going to do it the way you want it to, or some, something like that. Sure. Yeah, sure. And you had a recent experience with someone who wanted to emulate um, 
another performer, uh, another performer, yeah. and so then wouldn't really, but couldn't, right? Yeah. So that you know, and uh, th- yeah, sometimes vocal, especially in a musical, you may do an audition, and person may have a great vocal audition, and then, uh, and you may even run them on scales or something like that, and they have a great great range Mm -hmm. because they know how to run scales, but then suddenly you get them in the middle of singing their music and they don't, they don't have the ability or the knowledge on how to, where to place the vowel or however that works. I mean, I don't always know that either. Some people are just naturally good at it and some people aren't. And, uh, and so, uh, you you know, usually the vocal director is going to give a note and you hopefully they will take the note. And if they don't, then you have to figure out how to get them to take the note. Right. Yeah. And that that's, that's sometimes a problem because they, or, or they don't, like you say, they don't have the tools to, to go after, to even understand the note. <laughs> right. And that yeah. may be, you know, and so how do you give them the tools? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as, as, as the director, then you, it's your job to try and sit down and either have a talk with them or, or do something that helps them, come to the realization either a, they don't have the tools to create the monologue that they're in or B they're not quite ready to be singing the notes that they're singing. And how can we rework those? And you, you here are your options and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then hopefully they take that yeah. information. Do, do you find that's more, uh, more often an issue with singing issues with vocal issues than it is with acting issues? No. I mean, I think uh-huh. there, what do you think? Who, me? Yeah. I'm just trying to remember. I don't think I've ever had that problem. I mean, I guess maybe I was just very lucky in getting people to audition and casting them in the roles they were supposed to be in. Because I've really, I've never had that problem. Of course, I haven't directed in a long time. But, and I remember, the only thing I remember is one lady who gave the world's worst auditions. Yeah. I'm just dreadful. But. I knew from past experience that she is amazing on the stage when she works into a character, which she did wonderfully. That's the only problem I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I really have never had any. So once you've had somebody audition and cast, you've never had an issue with nope, their performance. I really never have. That's a, that's an interesting situation though, but doesn't that throw other actors and actresses off when you, when you have one, even if she's going to be good, if she's not good yet, does it cause issues it in the didn't rehearsal? Seem to. Yeah. It didn't but seem maybe to. it's because everybody knew her. That's very possible. Yeah. I mean, That's just they knew that possible. she would produce a good yeah. character. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which, but I, there were never was a problem with mm, that in rehearsals. Right. But I, you know, I've had people it, it really for me, I think what it's always been is that you cast a, and it's usually with a young performer of somebody or, or somebody that we've not worked with before that may be coming from another community theater and, mm-hmm. and are, are here and they have a, a role, but they've, and it's their first lead here. Right. Um, and, and they've may just have never been taught the right tools. I, I've, I've, I work with people a lot on monologues. People don't necessarily know how to pull apart a monologue and put it back together again. You know, uh, and the whole roller coaster, the idea of a roller coaster and ups and downs and climaxes and anticlimaxes and right. how almost every monologue has those and how you pull them apart and create a better monologue. And then if you do that, a lot of times then that, that plays through the rest of the performance. Then they, they start to understand more about how you can build those peaks and valleys and stuff to make the energy roll inside a show and which is part director and uh, job. And then part the actor's job to make sure that that's getting done. This is, this is it, sometimes do you run into someone who 
say someone shows up and um, and is going to play the role of I don't care what it is, uh, some kind of iconic lead role. It doesn't it could be any role, and they've done it before, and so. They know how to do it. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they do. David. Yeah, but maybe they don't. Or maybe your maybe your concept is different, and, and it makes them hard to work with. I'm saying, you know, not every not every uh, well, I don't know, not every Willie Loman is the same. You know, that's a you know, it's a or or Shakespeare or whatever. You know, whatever. You know, something like that. Don't you think? I don't know. I just think when you're talking classics like Hello, Dolly or Fiddler. Right. There's a way that everybody you can't play Tevya as he as if he was gay. I mean, well, you know, you play Tevya the way he's no. Tevya. Can you imagine a director? I was no. like, OK, well, Tevya is a closeted Jewish. Goodbye, girl. Yeah. Richard the third. I've never seen it, but I love the guy wants him to play. Takes away his takes away his hump and he's gay. And he's gay. Richard Dreyfus is doing the guy. so funny. It's like not right. Really? The way yeah. the director wants it, and it's just horrible right. and funny. That's yeah, but at least, but see, there again, you've got an actor who's at least trying to play it the way the director wants right. it played. Right. right. Yeah. So you know, but I and then what that says is you better damn well have a pretty good director. Right. Yeah. You know, or sit down. You know, it's like, why do you have this kind? Of, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with actors and directors just sitting down to talk about character. I think a lot of times we don't. We don't do that. We're so rushed in community theater. Sometimes right. we got to get on stage. We don't, you know, we all have jobs. We are all trying to do these things. And and then we come for the evening and to have fun and to meet new people and to do theater. And, uh, and sometimes we just don't have that time up front to sit and discuss where the, what the director wants even. And so, uh, and maybe that is something that we need to do. I know that I could yeah. probably do more. It's just discussing where my, vi what my vision is and have a, an actual discussion with the performers. Yeah. That might help sometimes. Yeah. Well, in, in some, some shows it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's somewhat cut and dried, but mm -hmm. I think with, in every case, you know, the, the director's obviously got an idea of where he wants to go with it and and, and the venue dictates it. I mean, it may be, you know, you may not, I, you may not be able to do, you know, Harold Hill, for example, this in, in exactly the same way on a little bitty stage that you would in a large stage. There's a different sensibility of how, you know, how you present that possibly. I don't know. I mean, it's, it depends on on the on the vision, and if the Marsha shaking her head, she's no. saying no. I don't know. I don't, wrong, I don't, I don't think no. so. I don't think so. I think you. I think you could. You know, I think you have to think about it differently. Certainly. Okay. You do because it's a different, <laughs> okay. different, different space. It's a different, different. But Harold Hill is Harold Hill. Well, okay. <laughs> he's Robert Preston and he'll never be anybody yeah, else. Right. That's true. That's right. I was going <laughs> to say, I was going to say, because he sure as heck wasn't Matthew Broderick. No, sure as heck wasn't, you know, and if you see that TV thing, yeah. and then you you see the movie, man, you just, you just realize what a performer does with a role. Right. Yeah. yeah that's well, what do you do then with a performer if they, what if, happens if, if you hire Matthew Broderick to do oh the music man? And he's a very good actor, but this wasn't the role of a lifetime for him. No. At, well, and unfortunately, I think he knew it, too. 
you know. Well, that I was thinking that's that or just if they if if after all the discussions you have and all the work you've yeah. done with them and all the extra rehearsals you call with just them, if if they still refuse to either do the things that are being asked of them or they can't. if they if they realize if you realize they'll never have the tool in their in their tool pouch to, to do what well, they need to do, you know, I, then what do you do? Yeah, I think there are certain roles that were it's like I saw um, it was on. On PBS and it was a film version of a stage production. They had filmed the stage production and it was a man who came to dinner and it was Nathan Lane, whom I absolutely adore and think he's brilliant. And he was terrible because he's not Sheridan Whiteside. Mm -hmm. To me, that's always Monty Willie. It's a big gruff man with a beard who's just going to even not with a beard. It's not a little guy who runs around snapping off one liners. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. He didn't get into the character and that makes a difference. Even if yeah. you're a really, really good actor, sometimes they're just things that you're not going to be right for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, then sometimes you'll look into it and you'll find somebody that you, you never saw before who whammo is going to be great. Right. One of the, one of the things, I mean, when you get an actor who can't do what you want, it, it depends on how you're approaching it. But, um, you know, uh, in community theater, Theater, very often you're just kind of stuck. I mean, in you know, true. you can always fire Matthew Broderick if you could, if you want. But the point is, is that 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 you, we generally don't don't you know throw people out right in, unless there's some other larger issue going right. on. Yeah. So you know, I think you work with what you have. I mean, I, as a director, I do a lot of okay, do it like this, demonstrate what I'm going for. I mean, and I've had that experience on numerous occasions where an actor is just kind of just kind of phoning it in, and I'll get up and I'll say, okay. Okay, here's how this needs to move, and here's how you have to go, and I'll do it, and I and I'll do, and I'm not trying to act the part for him, but I'll do, I'll give the right inflection on the line and everything else, and then suddenly the person's got it, you know, or, or they'll they oh I didn't realize that's what you needed, you know, and so and so there it is. I mean, you hate to give actors that you want it to come from them, but sometimes you're stuck with that choice. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the, the choice of giving them no, the line just, feeding, just, just line feeding them how yeah. the, how the line should be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I I'm not a big fan of line feeding, but that's that's just. But I I In have community theater. I think you get stuck with it sometimes. But how do you know what you're giving them is right? It's what you think is right. Well, that's right. But, but he's I'm the, the director. director. Oh Lord! And how is that spelled? D-I-C-T-A-T-O-R. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, I, I have, um, I have, I get on stage a lot because sometimes I yeah. just don't communicate well. So I, <laughs> no matter how hard I try, I don't communicate well. And so I'll jump up on stage to get closer to the action and to act, but I, you know, like not to grab people or anything like that. Cause I, I don't like grabbing people. I've had directors do it to me and I don't like being grabbed and pushed no. and prodded and told where to go. Um, but I will get up on the stage and try to do work with them much more closely to help them understand more. So I, I, but I, and I guess I've lied and read just a few people, but you know, I had a really bad experience one time with trying to lie to read somebody. Yeah. Um, because she could not say the, it was, we were doing Bo Jest and oh, bless geez. her heart. She did, uh, she did a really nice job with the show, but she could not say the word Milwaukee. <laughs> it always Are came out kidding? Milwaukee. And I said, it's Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And we went through <laughs> this like every rehearsal. 
And I finally said, okay. I, and I said, I know that the, the playwright wrote Milwaukee, but we're going to have to say Goodman because, <laughs> because you can't say Milwaukee. Yeah. And so she said, you know, he, she didn't say good man. No, she said yeah. Goodman. But it was just one of those situations where, I mean, honestly, I could have let her go and she could have said Milwaukee and and maybe we could have made it. Maybe I should have made a joke about it or something, you know, and everybody, everybody turns to the audience and looks at the audience. What did she, <laughs> what did say? she say? But I just, I didn't want her to be embarrassed on stage and, and, and no matter how hard I tried and the more I t- tried to get her to say it correctly, it got worse because she just couldn't hear the difference. Wow. Yeah. So sometimes line reading doesn't yeah. do any good Some because you, you, right. you know, the per, a person well, cannot I hear can, the difference. Listen, I can see getting up and trying to show people if they can't get their blocking where you're here and then you move here, you know, and sometimes they'll just stand yeah. there and wobble around. But I don't ever remember reading lines to people. I'd rather have them. I don't do it very know. often, but, but, yeah. I, yeah. but I will get up and I'll do, I'll say the lines it's not a matter of teaching them the lines, but it's a matter of, it's usually when the process of blocking, oh, yeah. I mean, I had it happen in this show that I'm directing right now is I got up and I said, okay, you got to walk from here to here. And here's the timing of how the lines are going to go. And I deliver them the way I would deliver them. And then they go, oh, well, maybe, maybe that works better. And then, so I got more out of the yeah. actor that way, but, but it was also a matter of fixing some blocking because he was, he, yeah. He was, well, I think was, that's not using blocking and correctly. timing are two different things, yeah, uh, different right. than line you're reading right. too. Right, timing right. is really, yeah. really, really super important in comedy. And then no. the director understands Extremely. That. But, but in drama, it's a lot of time and we don't do many dramas. Okay. So forgive me. That's true. We don't, most of the stuff we do is say this, move here, say this, blah, blah. You don't take your yeah. time with anything. But if you're doing death of a salesman, you've got to let Willie Loman take his time sometimes or yeah, you have sure. to let Linda take her time at the gravesite. You can't say it's got to go like that, you know? Well, right. It's different with drama. But it's a different pacing. It's just a different right. pacing. That's all. Right. Yeah. And this is a thriller. So and I, thrillers like comedy it's a lot of ways. It's got to go fast. Yeah. It needs to go. So if you get a performer who doesn't produce, what do you do? <sighs> Kill him. Pray. So <laughs> what do you do the next time? Do yeah. you, uh, do you, if you see a glimmer, a lot of times oh, yeah. I may, I may not cast them in a lead, but I might cast them in a supporting role right. um, or ask them to go down to chorus and maybe chorus. They could learn a little bit more, especially if they're really green, they might get a chance to learn by listening. You know, well, osmosis, it does How work. Many chorus people sit wrapped and listen. Oh, well, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot do. Okay, John, I'm glad you think that. Well, but my, my experience is they're downstairs playing euchre. Oh, not during notes and stuff. They're not though. <laughs> oh, I not, mean, you no, know, no, not no, notes. no. But, but they don't write down everybody else's notes. Do you think if you have a performer who honestly does not listen to your notes and, and takes yeah. your notes, do you, should you as a director talk to them? Yes. After the uh, show's absolutely. over, for example, yeah. and Definitely. just say, you know, you've, you've really affected your ability to get a role here again as a lead because as your director, I never felt like you listened to what I had to say. Yeah. Well, or, or saw you implement it gets it. to the past tense. Well, no. And right I think that's, then. I, well, and that's the thing. I mean, if, if it happens during rehearsal, especially, wow. well, I've, I've, you know, I, yeah. I got hit up during rehearsal one time when I was young, it was when I was young yeah. and co-strain said, said, okay. you will, you know, if, if you keep doing this, nobody's going to cast you. And it's like, 
I didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't know I was being combative during notes. Yeah. Um, Were you really? I didn't know it. I mean, I can't imagine you being combative uh, about anything, John. Well, Marsha, I do have that side to me, but, uh, but no, I I, I just, I, I saw my character one way. She saw it completely different Mm -hmm. and she wanted her vision. And, and I, I, so we would, we would kind of fight about it and I never thought it was a problem, but she, she did. And when she brought it to my attention and it was, but it was during the rehearsal process, I said, you know, I can understand where you're coming from. I really do. And I backed off and I gave her what she wanted. But, uh, but so, I mean, having that conversation up front and saying, I expect this of you. So I, we have given you the choice of going down at this point, I'm telling you, you need to take those notes down. And if you don't do it, it will, it will adversely affect how we see you in the future. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, if, but do you ever, when you, when you find an actor who has quite a different take on a character, do you ever, when you talk to them, do you give them a chance to show you what they think? Yeah. I think, I I think you can do that. Um, but if it really ends up going against the way you feel about the character or about the show, or if you think it's leading the show the wrong direction, then, then I think you need to say something, you know? Um, but a lot of, yeah, no, I think it's fun sometimes. Um, I'm excited because I'm getting ready to direct a musical that we've never done. Nobody's ever seen. Oh yes. Well, you've seen, but I mean, very few, our audiences probably will not have seen it. No, they won't. Um, and I'm excited because if we get the right cast to mm-hmm. play, who wants to play, I can just sit back it's and go, so- Oh, well you played a little too hard over here, you know, yeah. or, but, but let them actually play and explore and have a good time and find out all the moments they can find while they're in rehearsal yeah. and just kind of let it go. If you get the right two people, just let it go. Right. And it, so what if it's not your vision, if it's funny, what is the matter? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you, if you cast an actor, you can rely on their ability, yeah. you know, to That's create something. True. I mean, I, I will say, for example, when we did, um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum the last time those actors all wanted to play. They all had great ideas oh, and the director who also had great ideas was able to meld what everybody was throwing at her every night to create a really special performance, yeah. you know, and that's, and that can be a really cool thing. So I don't, I hate to say with new actors, Oh, don't, don't let them explore. Right. But you know, if they're really just not giving you what you need, then either in community theater, it's also a time constraint. Yeah. You can't let them straight too far no. because you need to, you know, you have time to pull them back. Well, you, even if you have an understudy, sometimes the understudy is not your best option. Do we have underststudies? Very rarely. Rarely. I was going to say. Yeah. It's hard to News do. News to me. It's hard to do in community so. theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, I think kind of wraps yeah. that up. Uh, my uh, would like to stutter a little. Stop by the store. <laughs> but, 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 uh, what? Oh, we're getting punched. Stop! Stop by David. No, don't stop. Oh, stop by the store at theatergeeks.com forward slash store, where we have hats, cups, mugs, and all kinds of stuff like that. Clocks, clocks. What do you like, where Marsha? I like coffee mugs and beer mugs, and which you can put coffee in, and teddy bears. There you go. Coffee and beer together can go in the mug. I don't know if you like that or not, but it probably would be okay. Be okay. There you go. That's true. I didn't think that coffee, what is it? No, beer, 
Never mind. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of something else. I didn't think ginger beer and vodka would be good until Are you I tried. It's called a Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule. I thought yeah. Moscow Mules were of actually course. pretty good. Kick you in the head. There you go. I like Moscow Mules. Yep. Uh, and uh, so please stop by our store. <laughs> now it sounds like totally that's all off, we do. Totally off the topic. Yeah, we're having Moscow Mules right now. Um, oh, don't say that. Stop by the store. And you can also pick us up on okay. iTunes, on uh, Apple TV, on the Blueberry Network, and uh Stitcher and uh, TuneIn Radio and all kinds of places. In addition to the website, theatergeeks.com, you can listen to us up there as well. And uh, that's all from us. I'm Dave Dufour. I'm John Schaub. I'm Marsha Fulmer. And we are Theater Geeks. Music for Theater Geeks was provided by musicalley.com. Theater Geeks is a production of the Dufour Creative Network. <laughs>